You're with Bruce Whitfield on 702. 702. The Africa Business Report is brought to you by SAA, the ones who fly SAA's growing route network, now flying to Blantyre, Lilongwe, Vic Falls and Vinthook. Now flying high with us is Victor Homoswana, author of Africa Bounces Back. And Victor, we've got um, Zimbabwe and Rwanda, of course. There's a big energy deal on course between uh, Zimbabwe and Rwanda, $800 million in play here. Who's paying who? Rwanda's got the big bucks. Zimbabwe's got what to offer in this particular transaction? Good evening, Bruce. If you recall, not so long ago, there were Rwandan teachers, I mean, Zimbabwean teachers, who were taken to Zimbabwe to, to teach there. What, what, what Zimbabwe has, Bruce, is what everybody else has. Minerals on the African continent, that is. Rwanda doesn't have lots of minerals. They they are looking to build their international diplomacy on the African continent by building relationships with other African countries that are much larger in size, much better endowed in terms of minerals. And because Rwanda has managed in 2014, I remember that deal very well. It was about 24 million euro deal to build an 8.4 megawatt solar plant. At that time, Bruce, less than 20% of the people of Rwanda had access to electricity. And what the government of Rwanda did, they attacked that problem by building small photovoltaic plants, and they never went for any large-grade solutions. They went, they took it one chunk at a time, solar plant here, biomass plant there, and they managed by now, I think they are over 60% of electrification of the households. So what Zimbabwe is seeing is, well, if we're talking about African solutions to African problems, maybe here's one example where we can deal with this. But what Paul Kagame has been doing as president, he has been strengthening relationships with other SADC countries. And there's one reason, Bruce, is regional stability, because Rwanda is less Landlocked. It's surrounded by Burundi, Uganda, DRC, Tanzania. But next to Tanzania is Mozambique, which has a border that it shares with Zimbabwe. Now, if you just remember, Rwanda National Congress is attacking Rwanda from all kinds of countries. And what Paul Kagame is doing is building strong relationships with neighboring countries and extending himself into the SADC region to make sure that his credibility is solid there. And that's why, if you remember, he sent troops into Mozambique, the Cabo Delgado region, even before the SADC force was deployed there. So it's, it's, a, it's a solution from Rwanda's side giving solutions to Zimbabwe, but it's also strengthening that kind of international diplomacy for Rwanda to solidify its, its stability and safety. What is holding Nigeria Air back? What's going wrong? Yeah. Okay. So um, there's another deal between uh, two African countries do a deal. They tried to resuscitate it. Bruce, you and I have talked about this. African countries sometimes don't know how to run airlines, but they have the pride. They want to have a national carrier. You know, South African Airways, we feel better when it's called South African, not when it works very well, when it's called South African. And and there are many countries like that. Uganda has a similar problem. Zambia has a similar problem. But Nigeria particularly couldn't raise the 
funding because, I mean, there was, it was just never effective. But also, it had problems of Forex. At the time when Ethiopian Airlines tried to buy 49% to resuscitate it, there were all kinds of hard currency problems in, 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 in Nigeria. Even Emirates suspended their flights because they couldn't repatriate earnings. So to help them out, Ethiopian Airlines said, we will do what we have done elsewhere in, the, in, in Africa. They own about 45% of Malawi Airlines, same with Zambia, same with Guinea. They even operate an airline called Asky, which flies to West Africa. So they are trying to get 49% of Nigeria Air so that it's relaunched with foreign ownership. Remember that Ethiopian Airlines with its 127 or so fleet size flying to nearly 130 countries is Africa's most successful and most profitable airline, which is government-owned. So it's that kind of exchange. So President Buhari met Germa Wake, who is the chairman of Ethiopian Airlines in, in Addis Ababa for the, for the summit, and they said, listen, can you do something to repatriate some of the earnings of Ethiopian Airlines so that we can get the deal underway? And then finally, if you'd ask me what export China is wanting to double out of Kenya, I would have said flowers. I don't think I would have said avocados. Um, no, is this European? If you're talking a European importer, it would have been flowers. But anyway, you are not too far off because Kakuzi PLC, which is London listed and Nairobi listed, is the is the company one of the companies in Kenya, Bruce that are responsible for, for Kenya overtaking South Africa as an avocado exporter. I think they are number one in the world now. And they have been exporting to China, Bruce, and there was a Chinese company, I forget what they call it, that was in, in Kenya last week, just to solidify the relationships. They were not talking... I think doubling that, but they started last year when they exported that Haas avocado. And and what the advantage is, this company not only exports, Kakuzi PLC that is, is based about 100 kilometers north of Nairobi. It exports macadamia nuts, and you said it, flowers as well, but to different destinations. I think blueberries as well, they, they make grow. So it's just how Kenya managed that You have no idea how proud they are that they managed to overtake South Africa on avocado exports, and they're saying we're not letting go of that position. We're going to keep it for good. The beauty is the government is really subsidizing the farmers, and that's why the Chinese are coming into the country to, to strengthen that relationship. Thank you, Victor Homaswana. Victor, of course, is the author of Africa Bounces Back. He also happens to be the marketing and communication executive uh, at a university in Limpopo as well. Uh, Victor Homaswana, of course, uh, who's a passionate proponent of the African story and uh, tells it, like few others do, the huge amount of uh, verve and conviction. The ones who know fly SAA's growing root network. They choose SAA to Cape Town, Accra, Harare, Mauritius, Lagos, and more. And now, they'll be able to fly to Blantyre, Lilongwe, Ventuk, and Vic Falls. Take to the skies with SAA. We know where you want to be, and we know how to get you there. Book now at flysaa.com or call your nearest travel agent. 702. Bruce is on Twitter at Bruce Business.
Narina Fisser is the strategist and advisor at ETFSA, and she's been in the exchange-traded funds market almost since the very beginning. She is the most knowledgeable person I know um, on exchange-traded funds and probably the best communicator as well. We're going to talk about how you evaluate and select index tracking investments. And it's a critical conversation because there are so many hundreds and thousands of these things in the world. It used to be it used to be small, it used to be simple, it used to be clear. What do you need to know? What do you need to look out for? And how do you identify the best ones for you? That's with Narina coming up in a couple of minutes.